G'day everyone, this is Tractor and welcome to the Gel Ball Podcast. Today, I'm just going to ramble a bit and talk about what's been going on in the Gel Ball community for the last few months. There's been heaps going on if you haven't been up to the latest. So we now have five separate associations that are representing us in Queensland. Um, some are independent, some are retailer focused, some have got a bit of both. And what I'm telling people is you've got to look at it a bit like Neapolitan ice cream. Not everyone likes chocolate, not everyone likes vanilla, but we need all of them together to get the job done. So this is my plug, join one of them. I don't care which one, I don't care what your politics are, but we need numbers in one of the associations so that QPS and ABF and Home Affairs and every other agency can see that we are a significant amount of people and we're a voice to be listened to. Now that I've finished the paid plug, I want to talk about some of the blasters that are coming out in the future. We've got um, rumours of Mark 14 EBR, for those that don't know that, it's a modernised and accurised version of the M14 rifle that's been so ubiquitous in American service. Uh, if you go back a few years, even Tidy made a model of that, um, but the photos I've seen so far don't look anything like that. Um, what I'd like to see from that specific model is it used in a DMR role in Milsim, so maybe one of the super duper MOSFETs that will allow it to only fire semi-auto or fire every couple of seconds would make it a very interesting addition to a Milsim team if you could uh, pump the gearbox up and, and make that an actual designated marksman rifle, unlike just another M4 with a long handguard, if you know what I mean. Some other things that are coming on the horizon, um, you may have seen that there is a version of the FNFAL. Um, I know this is going to cause controversy, but I call it the SLR. 90% of people that are in the gel ball community, when they hear SLR, they think of a brand. 90% of Australian veterans or people that have been around longer than 40 or 50 years, when they hear SLR, they think of either a camera or the right end of freedom. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to see that it's coming. Um, the initial photos I've seen of it are not pleasing to my eye. They're very Rhodesian. Um, and while that's cool, um, I want something to hang on the wall that looks like the SLR that I carried through the bear pit at Kapuka many moons ago. Um, it'd be also very interesting to see if we can get a full wood kit for that, or on the opposite side of the spectrum, whether there's an SA58 OSW kit that comes out for that, because as far as I'm concerned, if I was working as a PMC or a contractor at the moment, that'd be the rifle I'd go to if I could, the SA58 OSW, um, with my second option probably being the HK417. I'm old school in the 762 camp. Um, I believe in reaching out and touching people and the stopping power that 762 has. I don't believe in volumes of fire from 556 being the same thing. It'd be interesting to see um, how these translate to gel ball and how people use them, whether it's just a, a fanboy slash cosplay style thing that people just grab because it's something different but thank goodness it's not just another 
M4 AR15 style clone with a different brand name on it. Um, there's also lots of other rumors. Um, I've been hearing for over 12 months about a Mac 10. Um, apparently it's been to prototype and it's on the back burner again. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it would be very easy to produce a Mac 10 with the MP7s and the and the other stuff that's on the market already. Even a P90 gearbox would go into that and do the job. <coughs> so it would be nice to see something in the SMG range um, that was designed to be held in the hand and not really fired from the stock. It'd be good to see it with an insane rate of fire too. Um, yeah. There's uh, also some rumours about the P1. Look, I'm not getting on the P1 hype train. If we get it, it's cool. Um, when we get it, yeah, that's great. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, it's a pretty serious piece of kit to mill sim with um, because it ties you back to that seven rounds and, and so on and so forth that you would mill sim a pistol with. Um, but for normal gameplay, I don't think it'll have the market penetration that's expected. Because I don't think that people will take it to a game as anything more than a secondary weapon. Um, I don't see there being, even indoor CQB matches where people run that as their primary, because they're going to be worried about that counting rounds and running out of rounds at just the wrong time. Um, and let's face it, most people in the speedball slash CQB world in gel ball are more about spray and pray or burst fire than they are about well-aimed shots and, and all that stuff. And that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. That is what it is. Um, but I just don't think that the P1 will be having the uptake um, <clears throat> that some of the people expect it to have because um, I don't think it'll, it'll suit what people are using it for. Hopefully it will create... Um, maybe a new branch where people are trying to use it in like a clear the room scenario type situation to, to branch off so we have more styles of gameplay but we're yet to see what will happen there. Um, the M92 is on the horizon. The first stocks of that look like they're getting to Australia in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll see them before Christmas. It's an interesting dual voltage thing. Um, I'm yet to get my hands on one, but I'm very interested to see what it looks like. It does look a, a little bit beefier than a real M92. Um, it doesn't look like it's an exact one-for-one -one copy from the photos I've seen. Um, but I'll give you an update on that when I physically get one, because that'll be quite interesting. The dual voltage thing, I don't really understand why they've done that, but they've done it. Um, and that'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, what else is on the market now? There's the gel ball tanks um, are starting to sell fairly well. Um, I'm very keen to see whether somebody in the community turns them into some sort of remote sentry device. Um, obviously a bit of tinkering and 3D printing and suddenly you've got a sentry robot. Um, yeah, it could be interesting to use those in an FOB type location in Milsim. Anyway, all sorts of plays could be made with that, even as a, a, a MALP type Stargate advanced force reconnaissance thing. Um, yeah, really interested to see some people put some GoPros and stream video off the top of them. Could be really cool. 
Uh, what else is there? There's the drum mag for the MP7. Um, that should be on Australian shores by now and a few retailers. So the big downfall that I saw with the MP7 was that with the rate of fire it had and the mag that it had, it was very hard to play a game with. So it'll be interesting to see that with a drum mag. In some ways, the MP7 is fulfilling its job ball life just the way the real MP7 did in um, the post-Cold War era. Um, for those of you that don't know the history, go and check out Forgotten Weapons and did a fantastic video on the MP7 where he really explained where it fit into the world at the time and why it sort of fell over as design because it was designed for something that then didn't exist later on. Um, yeah, go and watch that video because it gives a way better explanation of why the MP7 didn't succeed as a mass production firearm way better than I ever could. Um, the same company that's doing that drum mag is also doing one for the SKD Glock 18. Um, so a lot of people like to play with that. I don't really like the delay from when you pull the trigger to when it fires a gel ball. Um, but that leads me on to apparently there is a new Glock that's being released any moment now that is much more responsive in that regard. Um, I have seen some videos of it, and again, um, I'm hoping that will fill the spot that the P1 doesn't. Um, yes, I know it's electric and it's not as cool and it's not gas operated and all of that stuff, but if it fires a gel ball instantaneously as you pull the trigger and then the slide goes back, I'll be a much happy operator of that. I currently don't. Um, when I mill some I play, I don't carry a secondary weapon because I just don't see um, that function being useful. I have tried with the Desert Eagle um, and I'm still not 100% happy with how that works for me in a game scenario. Um, yeah, and, and for those of you that know me, know that I do try to get out whenever I can, but I'm normally doing something behind the scenes rather than being on the field. But I did get a good hour's play the other day on the field myself when we um, we had some low numbers, so I took advantage of that and grabbed an RX AKM, old faithful, so to speak, and got out there and sprayed and prayed and felt recoil and, and did all that kind of stuff. Somebody even put a video up of it. Goodness gracious, you don't want to watch that. I'm not fun to watch playing job ball. Um... On that note, there there is some great content coming out from gel ball video sites. Uh, I'm going to give a shout, shout out right now to Timmy Dope Gel Ball. Um, Tim plays at my field and, and a bunch of other fields. Um, and I really see that the product that he's churning out as a gel ball video creator really starting to get polished. Also good to see him get in front of the camera a bit so people can know who he is. Um, I like seeing Tim on the field. He's very passionate about what he does, and he brings that to his job ball videos. Um, who else do I want to give a shout-out to? Look, the industry is doing some very interesting things at the moment, um, but the biggest problem that everyone in the industry is facing is what's happening in China. Um, it's created a lot of problems for Australian suppliers, and it's only just starting to show for those that do the AliExpress and self-import route, um, they, they aren't seeing it as much because it, it's easy for a one or two items to come through as a shipment in a way that a 40 or 20 foot container can't come through. So 
there is some massive politics going on in China, um, trying to get anything south um, of that land mass past Hong Kong and a few other countries is just an absolute nightmare. The Chinese government appears to have succumbed to some of the pressure from DFAT and ABF. Um, they've used some loose words over there about importing, exporting dangerous items to Australia and not following Australian rules and upsetting the Australian government. <clears throat> so that's that's gone in a pear-shaped fashion where China is really cracking down on how things leave the country um, because they're basically not allowing big amounts of gelable items to leave in single containers. Um, I've taken a couple of different suppliers, guys that I'm not in bed with, so to speak, and, and various other people. And if you're trying to get something out of the Shantou port at the moment, it's a friggin' nightmare. Um, and some of the guys have been told, okay, we know you've ordered a 20-foot container. What we need you to do to get this out of the country is order another 20-foot container full of toys that aren't gel ball related so that we can show customs that we're just a toy company. Um, obviously, for our community, that means that when those toys arrive, that that reseller or wholesaler or whatever you want to call them has a massive overhead for all these other toys they've had to buy and they have to find a way to market for those toys. Hopefully they can just bang them on Amazon or eBay uh, and move them on and make a small profit on them so that we don't have to worry about um, this being an ongoing thing in the future. But at the end of the day, we do need a better way forward from the Chinese side of the house. Um, whenever I've talked to people in China, there, there's sort of two camps of thought. There's there's people over there that say, there is a permit you can get, you can do this if you follow this process. And there's a bunch of people over there that say, there is no permit, there's no government policy on this, we can't do anything. Um, you don't understand how government works over here. So I don't know if those people are just lying to me and saying, oh, there is no permit just to get the sale, um, which can be the way in some Asian cultures that they'll over-promise and under-deliver. Um, and anyone that knows some of the business I've done with China in the past, they've certainly done that to me, over-promised and under-delivered. But yeah, interesting times. So yeah, I've rambled on for about 15 minutes. I'm gonna um, sign off here. It's been a little while since I've done anything, so please send me an email, tractor at milsomeast.com. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me the content that you want to see in my podcasts, and I'll keep doing it. The, the main reason I don't do podcasts more often is there's not a lot that's inspiring me to talk um, because I don't really feel like my voice needs to be heard above those of many others. Um, yeah, anyway, so I've done my ramble. Thanks for joining the Job Ball Podcast, and this has been a tractor.